Hey, what's going on, everyone? I want to welcome you back to When He Speaks Erotica from a man's perspective. And as always, got to say thank you to the listeners. Thank you to the supporters. Greatly appreciate you. Tonight's topic is the five reasons people have random sex after breakup. So please sit back and relax. And I'll be right back with the question of the night. So, the question of the night is Will you make sacrifices for your relationship? It's kind of like a no brainer. Um, I think sacrifices automatically come with the relationship so um, even if you don't want to even if you're selfish either you're going to make the sacrifice or you're going to walk away from the relationship plain and simple there's no gray area with that subject or with that topic Um, in relationships there are sacrifices that must be made point blank period it may be because one person won't you know, more of a commitment than other. Or perhaps they're afraid of letting go. No matter what it is, you're going to make a sacrifice. And I'm going to harp on that because a lot of people say, I'm stuck in my way. This is who I've been. Um, the person is going to have to conform to who I am because I'm not sacrificed. I've actually heard men and women say that. And I'm looking at them, and I'm like, you're not going to be in a relationship long. Or you just probably just, you know, want to have some fun and move on because that way of thinking is not going to happen. Um, I've learned that a long time ago. When I, was, when I first started dating, I realized what sacrifices were. Um, I, would, I wanted to see my girlfriend so bad. And I think she lived 10, maybe 20 miles away from where I lived. And I had my first bicycle, it was a swim, 10 speed. And I would ride it back and forth to her house. And one day, someone stole my bike. And it was hot. <laughs> it was. It was like the sun was beaming down on you and it was melting you on the semen. And I had to walk those 20 miles. But you know what? It didn't feel like it was a sacrifice because I wanted to see my girlfriend. And even though she drove, it wasn't like she had access to the car all the time because I didn't have a car. So I had to walk in order for us just to sit on the porch, laugh at people, snuggle up against each other and spend some time with each other and I enjoyed it now it made me um, it made me stronger mentally and physically you know what I'm saying because I made the sacrifice to see her so I learned at an early age sacrificing is important for any relationship because Relationships require 
sacrifice because sometimes it might be a, you know, it might be cause of time or energy. Because when you commit, there's always going to be more issues to deal with. It's going to be constant, an avalanche of situations that you're going to have to question yourself and say, hey, do I really want to do that? Or do I really want to change the circumstances, those circumstances? If couples have problems, both parties need to be willing to work on that relationship and if both partners are willing to compromise sometimes more likely than none that relationship can be saved one of the reasons that you're going to sacrifice in a relationship is because you're saving for that relationship financially you may be saving for a house you may be saving for a trip you may be saving for your wedding. The easy part about saving for your relationship are the little things that you do every day. Meaning that you may have to pack a lunch or stop going out to eat at the fancy restaurants. Now the hard part, sacrificing for your relationship, <laughs> paying off student loan debt moving back home with your parents in order to purchase the home or to save up for the wedding or giving up your dream drugs, your dream job. All of these are sacrifices that some people may make one time or another. Another sacrifice, something I just mentioned was sharing a home. Once you got the home, you and the couple have, I'm sorry, you and your spouse or your partner have to commit to making sure that you you keep the, you know, the upkeep up. I mean, you keep, uh, keep the house up. Um, you pay the bills, you cut the grass, you clean the restroom, clean the beds. I mean, it's all a part of sacrifice. Some things... You're not gonna want to. You're not gonna want to clean the toilet. You're not gonna want to clean dishes every day. But after you got that house, you got to. You know, some couples decide to live together, either briefly or for, you know, until death do them part. No matter the time frame. If you go into that house as a couple, then sacrifices will be made but then you have to ask yourself before you go into that situation is living together the right thing for you and normally this question requires a long discussion before you get to that point that you really want to do it because understand this living together is easy at times it can be very difficult and it's, it's, it's good to have like a list of preliminary questions before you sit down and talk about living together that way you can ask those questions of yourself and see if you're ready before you 
decide you want to take on a responsibility and live with somebody. The last one is taking care of your family. This goes without saying. This is one of those no-brainers. Because when you start having children, you purchase by a dog, or say if you have a sick family member that has to come live with you, sacrifices will be made off the top. Especially with children. Because children, they don't have no sense of direction. You are their guidance. You are their guide, their guardian. You're everything to a child until they get to a certain level and they're able to do for themselves. So you're gonna have to make decisions for them. You have to make sure that they're fed. You have to make sure that sometimes you may not eat in order for them to eat, depending on your situation. Um, one of the biggest sacrifices I've seen was my mom getting off one job and go to another job to take care of four kids. And she would walk in and walk right back out without eating, just to make sure we had electricity, we had shoes, we had a roof over our head. And that's one sacrifice I'll never forget. That woman took care of four kids while working two to three jobs. Um, I think uh, your relationship with your partner is the key to any foundation. Everything you do as a family in some way is influenced by your relationship with each other. When it comes to spending time, you have to enjoy each other's company and not be focused on whether I should work out at the gym. I should watch my favorite show. You know, you have to come together as one and just, you have to, you have to incorporate everything together. Everything has to be a team effort. There's no solo, um, single-minded decision made when you're with another person. Your relationship will directly affect how you raise your children and the responsibility you uphold as a parent. <laughs> That's interesting because um, I think what I saw in my mom and my grandmother and some of my you know, elder relatives, it automatically transferred to us as children. I mean, as adults, when we became adults. And as much as we tried to do it every day, because all three of my, me and my brothers, all three of us was in the military. So we couldn't find good jobs in Savannah. You know, job that was paying us good money and be able to take care of our families. So we all decided to go to the military. And that was a sacrifice because we had to go fight for this country and serve this country and take care of our kids and our wives, girlfriends, 
it was a big sacrifice. Going out to sea was a huge sacrifice. Me and my ex-wife, we got through it. So I don't think a lot of people have that in them this day and time. Because the mindset is a whole lot different. We didn't have all the dis- all the uh, distractions. Everything from the internet to DMing was non-existent. So if you now, I don't I haven't really talked to anybody who's in the military and you know got into their head about how they deal with being married or being in relationships. I can't speak on what people are doing now as far as compared to what I did. But I know back then that we had some of the distractions that's going on now. A lot of them sacrifices probably wouldn't have been made. You know, but um, that's for another conversation. But um, to wrap this up, it's essential. You sacrifice whatever you can for your relationship. That's if you want to work. But you got to make sure that you don't sacrifice yourself. You don't lose yourself. It will give the relationship a chance to grow. Both you and your spouse or partner sacrifice for each other. Learning to sacrifice for each other will make you both stronger and it will definitely make you happy. Alright, so we're going to be right back with the topic of the night. Breakups are bad. They are devastating. A lot of people may not even want to acknowledge that. Some people might just, you know, got that thing where they can fall off the horse and get back on. There's going to be a time. There's going to be a date. There's going to be a place where you're going to, like, break down or you're going to lose it. You're going to cry. You're going to feel some type of pain because that person is not in your life. You're gonna feel sick. Might even you might even have some fucking depression. You may go to that phase where you're feeling depressed. It happens. Whether it's because of you or your partner, separation is one of the most difficult situations in your life that you will ever face. You know, many lovers try to deal with losing someone or going through a breakup by being upset feeling sad some may be angry and then with those issues you turn to what alcohol some type of recreational drug for me it was always a good smoke 
for some people, you know, who I was cool with, they took it to the next level. Had that bump. <laughs> a bump of cocaine. Um, never done cocaine. Never. I ugh, couldn't even think about putting that in my system. But um, I, I know people who dealt with heartache, with harder drugs. Um, you look at these uh, unsung videos on TV, you see so many great artists let drugs and alcohol rip them apart because of a breakup. One of my favorite singers, I'm not going to really put her out there by saying her name, but she was hot in the 80s, tall, sophisticated, sultry, fine as fuck. And to hear her story because of, I mean, some other things she had going on as far as weight issues and, you know, financial situations, but to hear that a man was part of her demise, that's that's crazy. Because as much as I have loved there's never been anyone to make me feel like I need to kill myself. But everybody's different, so... Anyway, um... Yeah, alcohol and drugs are... They only take that pain away temporarily. It's not gonna remove... That anguish. It's not gonna take away that... That internal pain that just... Feels like you can't breathe, like you can't think, like you can't function. Because once you come off that high, that issue still is there. You're still alone. You're still separated from the person that you love. I think when it comes to men, we tend to go into a shell. You know, make ourselves ourselves isolated. Really don't want to hang out with people. Don't want to go to a sports bar. And given what's going on now, you know, a lot of people ain't going hang out to the sports bar and drink a lot. Like, you know, back in, like, before this, uh, this, uh, health crisis that we have looming over our heads now. But I think for women, it's more so where they got a box of Kleenex and then they just constantly crying. When they sitting around having those famous men ain't shit parties. You know, the ones where they've been and find everything wrong with the man that did them wrong or the potential man that might do them wrong. I've heard women say, well, the next man ain't gonna be no better. <laughs> How do you know that? And I'm not gonna turn that I'm not going to turn this podcast into that because I had that conversation last week. And if you want to hear that podcast, please check it out because it's just me ranting. You know what? Some of y'all might not want to check it out because um, I'm definitely having my moment when it comes to men and women. But, you know, um, like I said, this is who I am. And there are times I'm just going to talk about certain things that I know this. So, 
But anyway, yeah, women have those uh, famous venting sessions. Or they go to the store and charge everything up (laughs) on that credit card in order to feel better. But there's nothing. Let me say this again. There is nothing. One more time. (laughs) One more time for the people. There is nothing that will alleviate the pain of some people. Other than a good old-fashioned lady. After you have broken up with someone. Um, because when you're with someone, when you love, marriage, dating, relationship, kicking it, screwing, whatever you want to call it, there's a sense of security that person provides for you. They're able to take you away from whatever may be on your mind, whatever you may be going through physically. Um, If you don't have no money, but you got someone who's there with you just to sit and watch a Netflix movie or, you know, not require a whole lot of going out and spending, just want to, you know, watch a movie and chill there's nothing like that when you are in a relationship or when you're married or committed but then you have to deal with the fact that when you're not with that person or they leave you meet somebody else then let you know, hey, I met somebody else, and the pussy is better than your pussy, or his dick game is a whole lot better than your dick game. When a person tells you that, that adds to the breakup. It's like they done killed you. Now they putting the nails in the coffin and burying you. They're walking away from you. They done forgot about you. Because they done got an upgraded version of what you and of what you had with them. And that's devastating to the heart, to the mind, the body, and the soul, and most definitely to the ego. I think my ego took so many hits that um at one point, I didn't know how to react. Because when I left my mom's house, going to service, I was young and wide open, meaning everything was new. But then when I learned or found my way in the world, there was a lot of time my ego was put in check. So I understand when the ego is damaged. Because the physical part, that takes a lot out of you. The ego, 
the ego and mental and emotional that's a different type of pain or a different type of hurt with random sex you get better I mean, okay you feel better as it heals your damaged wounds random sex will take away any pain temporarily long term whenever it random sex with somebody new it makes you forget the pain briefly but then it's like the drug once you come down once it's over once you bust that nut the problem still exists so you're constantly going after different person after different person to remove that pain that you're going through I'm not saying that's a bad thing <laughs> because I think uh, when I first moved here I didn't have random sex but I met random women because I had got divorced after knowing this woman since the third grade so to lose her it, it took a minute for me to bounce back you know but there are five types of random sex that I did some research and I'm gonna go ahead and talk about them. the first one is stalker sex stalker sex now as weird as this sound because let me say this I never thought there was anything called stalkers, stalker sex because if you stalk someone in my mind you're a bit cuckoo you're a bit loony but as I'm reading this as I'm as I was reading the topic it kind of made sense because when I first saw I'm like what the fuck but it takes a lot of planning for this type of random situation because as soon as the person get a feeling of interest from the opposite sex then they plan going to motion. They decide how they gonna, what's the word I'm looking for? How they gonna um, put this situation in their favor? How they gonna manipulate this situation? Now the person may be a nutcase on the inside, but they get a kick in rejoicing and making the person suffer making their lover suffer I mean there's hints of insecurity and normally they're like you know non-dangerous they don't you know cause any uh, problems or anything like that once the stalker interest fades I think the act or the way they move starts to diminish and this kind of action happens with both men and women who love hard as they prey on an un, you know, someone who who's not as they prey on, you know, innocent. I'm not gonna say innocent, as they prey on certain people, put it like that. The next one's revenge sex. 
Now I've had this a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I've had revenge sex, and I know um, there's been a few ladies who have admitted that they've had their share of revenge sex when it came to me. And um, it's just funny how that's uh, how that's um, easy to tell somebody when you're mad, because it, it'll come out quick. Oh yeah, I fucked him. Yeah, you know him. And I know for me, I never said, yeah, I fucked her. I was like, you know, I got with your girl, right? Oh yeah, I got work. I think it was a couple of times I came out of my mind and said, yeah, I fucked her. You know? Because I was upset. I was hurt. Pissed off. So in order to make you feel the way I felt, I had to say certain words that was going to cut deep. Revenge sex is an easy remedy. And whenever you go through a breakup and you deal with it, getting laid is the top priority. Meeting strangers in nightclubs, online, or calling someone who's sitting by the phone waiting on you to call them. With no strings attached. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there are people who will wait on you. There are people who will sit by their phone and and hope that you give them a call. Now I don't know how it is now, but I know back in my day it was certain times I would encounter that. And this doesn't heal anything. It removes that pain only for like a moment or two. Because you're always looking for ways to alleviate that pain. To move past it. Because that shit hurts sometimes. And it, it hurts like in a very bad way. The next one is mercy sex. An unhappy person attracts more unhappiness. The emotional stress that a breakup brings is hard to deal with. And an evil person with intentions of having mercy sex have consoled the hearts of many lonely people. They prey on that. That's their bread and butter. And this sort of conduct entices the worst sexual partners, in my opinion. And it leads you to a, into a horrible state of emptiness, being whether you're a man or woman. Because there's nothing there. You're just feeling sorry for the person. The person's feeling sorry for you. And the person that you're having sex with has the upper hand. It means nothing for them just other than to bust a nut. They don't care how you feel. They don't care that your heart is aching. They don't care that you are going through something. They don't care that you don't want to spend time with them. They just want to bust that nut and keep it moving. So they're going to go ahead and give you some mercy booty. (laughs) 
some mercy booty. <laughs> That's what we call it, mercy booty. The next one is fake sex. This occurs when neglected individuals hide their depression on the inside by being all happy and full of joy on the outside as if nothing is going on. Everything is right with the world, but it's not. Because you're lying to yourself. You're faking the funk. Always acting like, yeah, I'm good. Everything is all right, bro. A lot of people are open to random quickies at work, at restaurants, in the back of the seat, in the back seat of a car, just for a few minutes of human satisfaction. As their heart craves that feeling of love, they'll bang strangers without a care in the world, faking happiness until they find happiness. People will actually have sex without any meaning other than just to have an orgasm. But it's understandable because we as human beings have that need and that desire to be fucked. Some people don't. Listen, for some reason I found out there's a growing number of people who have just, you know, sex is not a priority. I understand it to a degree. But at some point in time, you have to take care of that need, even if you got to take care of it by yourself. But that's for another another story. The last one is insatiable, insatiable sex drive. Okay, this is when you have like awesome, an awesome sex life in your relationship. And you're only with one partner. You don't need and you don't have the need for multiple partners because that one partner is always satisfying you, hitting the mark. But suddenly, something happens. That partner dumps you. She sees somebody else. He sees somebody else. He want to get with. So you back out here in the game, looking for love or looking for that next fix. It's almost like you ever had that thing when you open the refrigerator door. And you're looking for something, but the refrigerator is empty. But you still got the refrigerator door open as if you're gonna ma- magically import some food or you know whatever you want into the refrigerator. That's how it is when you have to get back in the game after breakup and you need sex it's that hunger you're empty inside but you're hungry you're craving you gotta feed you gotta put something in that belly you gotta put something in that refrigerator the need for sex is immediate so you may end up with your best friend or that married co-worker who's been looking at you, trying to get with you, but you didn't pay him no attention, you didn't pay her no attention because you're supposedly happy 
at home. Hmm. <laughs> so now you gotta go to them because you're desperate. So desperate that some people come out of their pocket pay for some booty. And yes, ladies. I know some of you pay for booty too. You may not come out your bank account and just handle you know dollar bills. But some kind of way or another you pay for it. So yeah, um as the cycle continues breaking up is the reason for all of these situations. Now all of all who have indulged in random sex, sometimes they are labeled as sex addicts or serial cheaters. Really don't agree with that, but you know that's how certain people are labeled. You have a a certain place in your heart for random sex offenders as they try to as they try to mend their broken hearts. Because sex is a great healing agent. So who can blame anyone looking for some relief or some random sex to make themselves feel good. And that's it. So, um, different topic. Um, I hadn't talked about sex that much in a while, so I figured um, it was time to. So, did a little bit of research on that, found that topic, and tried to put it together the best way I could. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope that you also like the question of the night and I will continue to try to be as creative and different as I can when it comes to this podcast as far as relationships, sex, fucking and everything under the umbrella. I'm not the best, but um, I'm getting there, you know, not to my horn, but uh, tutu. <laughs> anyway, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. Um, in a good space right now, mentally, emotionally. So, um, I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast, checking me out. Hey, once again, man, every time I see more than 10 people have listened to a podcast before I get back on, that's a, that's a beautiful thing for me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I want, it would be nice if it, continues to grow and it'd be more people but you know um, that says 10 people found me interesting enough to listen to me and like I said before podcasting is not no money you know what I'm saying you're not breaking the bank but it's creating income so when I die whichever one of my kids get this they'll have money for the rest of, li- for the rest of their lives because people won't listen to it because it's out there. And people like to hear perspectives from men when it comes to sex and relationships because there's not that many men doing it. You know? So, um, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's an interesting concept because it fits for me because I'm not a person who wants to show his face and there's nothing wrong with my face. I'm, I'm still decent for 50 something. You know what I'm saying? It's just who I am as a person, how I move. I think I'm more suited for the podcast situation. Um, so, anyway, enough about that. Anybody want to check out the book? It's called Heart Seduction. J.R. Robinson. Uh, Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Nobles, Apple Bookstore, Google Bookstore. And, um, the next book is coming. It is, um, I keep saying it. I know I keep saying it, but it's coming. I don't finish the final drafts for each chapter. Um, me personally, I have to go through it one more time because it has to make sense. It can't just be, you know, just me putting a bunch of words together and it don't make sense to people. You know what I'm saying? So, um, on my own, um, what you call it, my own, uh, credit, critic. So, um, I mean, I can throw it out there. I can give a half-ass book, make a couple of dollars, and, but that's not what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've always been, to, you know, taught that if you're going to do something, do your best. So, this is, well, this will be my second book. This is kind of like the first book, but it's... It would kind of be considered as the first book because the first book I put out is like an appetizer. It's just 14 pages. This book right here has 12, 13 chapters. And I keep thinking I need to do more chapters. But I think I'm going to do probably 14, 15. And then I'm going to put it out there. But anyway, um, check out the book. Um, anything you want to talk about, hit me up at when he speaks erotic at gmail.com. Um, I'm open to any suggestions. I'm open to, uh, you know, telling a story. I'm even open to criticism as long as you're respectable. And on that note, man, everybody have a good night. Take care of yourselves. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.